Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I'm Mike. What are we smoking today, Nate? We are picking up where we left off a couple episodes ago. Not uh, not last episode or the episode before that, but we are doing the Cezanne uh, by Oliva. Oliva. Uh, and it is the first Harvest 2011 edition. And I'm trying to think if my memory serves, I believe this wrapper is a, a smidge lighter than the other one. The 2009, was it? Yes, I think so. Okay. Don't quote me on that. Mike, I procured myself a new cigar cutter. You did? I did. What kind did you get? It is a X-I-F-E-I, a Zifi. So you know it's American-made. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a V-cut. It also has a little screw-out on the bottom that is a cigar punch. And if you set it upright, it has a cigar holder on the top. So it's kind of a three-in-one. It's uh, metal. It's blue and gold. Interesting. It, is it high quality? And it's and it's a V-cut. Well, this is the first cigar I'm cutting with it, Mike. Oh, well, there we go. But it did make short work of this. And I did the uh, Mike Cross V-cut patent pending, trademark, uh, et cetera, et cetera. See, and I didn't do that on this one, so... There we go. Interesting. What were, your, what were your reasons for not doing that, Mike? Uh, it's pretty narrow gauge. So I was like, well, I can get away with a single. Like the a bigger gauge cigar like uh, the Banker, I will uh, yeah. probably do a cross cut on. Not that that makes it right. It's just my... Or wrong. Or wrong. Yeah, yeah. What are you uh, pairing your stick with, Mike? Water. <laughs> I am right. so boring today. Just yeah, water. All right. I'm uh, doing a little liquid aloha, a Kona big wave. Mm, the big wave is always a good choice. Yes, indeed. So, uh, so far, I like this. It's a good start. Yeah, good start. Nothing, nothing overpowering. Nothing, I guess, nothing overly fabulous, but it's it's good. Um, All right. I know we typically enjoy the spice, like spicy wrappers, or you know, but this one is not that. It's not spicy, but it doesn't have to be either. So I think. Good start so far, and I'm excited to smoke the rest of it. I liked the 2009, so this one should be, hopefully, just as good, if not better. Right. And this has spice to it. Uh, at least I'm picking up spice. Maybe you're not, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get any initially, but there might be some coming. Who knows? Could just be me. No, there's some. There's a, a small <laughs> bit of spice there, now mm-hmm. that you mention it. Now that you mention it, Mike. Yes. Yes, so. indeed. Well... We don't- We've done this before. We've 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 done an episode or two of podcast before. No, there's not. uh, There's a very, very loose kind of like topic. And it's just kind of like a project update. Uh, I had quite a few projects that I undertook um, that I thought might be interesting to talk about, because um, I know I briefly mentioned on an earlier episode about my car kind of being disassembled for a little bit. And actually, when Mike was here at my garage studio. I had the uh, gasket valve cover or the valve gasket cover off, uh, and I had to put all of that, shove all that stuff somewhere because it was on my workbench, which is where I record. And so I had to make room for Mike and myself to do our podcast. Do you know much about uh, valve covers and stuff like that, Mike? I know basically nothing about fixing motor vehicles. I uh, used to change oil when I was younger, but that's about it. Well, changing oil is a young man's game. Um, so I have a 2004 Honda Civic, and I was informed that I should probably change the spark plugs in it. And changing spark plugs is not difficult. However, mine, I don't know that the spark plugs have ever been changed in my car, and it's a 2004. 
And I told somebody that, and they said that they were surprised it still starts. So I uh, looked, watched, watched the YouTube video on how to do it. It's a four-cylinder car, but for some reason, there are two spark plugs per cylinder on this thing. Every other car out there in the world, I think, mostly, has one spark plug per cylinder. So I don't know what they were thinking when they made it. Do they spark at the same time? I have no idea. No clue. I don't know. Interesting. So I got the, uh, there's a front front row and a back row of these spark plugs. And I got the front row out, no problem. Well, they've got the coil pack on top. And it's like a, like kind of a, I don't know, kind of a boxy, roundish, roundy boxy thing on top. And there's a kind of a long stem that goes down and then sits on top of the actual spark plug. And that's what delivers the electricity to the plug to ignite the fuel and all that stuff. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm not a mechanic, but I'm fairly certain that's how it works. <laughs> and uh, and then I pulled the back four out, and two of the ones in the back, uh, just the top bits popped off, and the little stems had because uh, they're plastic, they had become brittle and snapped off in the in the tube or in the the I don't know what you would call it the chamber. I, so I had to get I had sure. to get a pliers to pull this tube out of the the hole, let's say, so that I could get the socket, the spark plug socket down there to get the plugs out. Well, then I have two broken coil packs. So, and kind of my thing is, and we might've mentioned this on the show even, is anytime I'm doing a home project, the goal is to never go back to the the home goods store, the, uh, the home improvement store, but it's always like a two or three extra trips to the store in the middle of the project, right? So I found some replacement coil packs on Amazon. Uh, and the moral of this story is uh, don't trust when Amazon says this fits your vehicle because the ones I got did not fit the vehicle. And I was able to find the ones that did and they came. But then in two of the chambers, the spark plug chambers that were full of oil. So when I would used to accelerate, it would kind of chugga chugga, you know, but not in like the cool choo choo train kind of way. And more in the, I think this car is going to die soon kind of way. And um, apparently it's because there's a gasket on the valve cover that prevents oil from getting into the cylinders or the uh, spark plug wells. And so I got a new gasket, which again was, even though it said it fit my car, it did not. So I had to return that and get a different one. And then I was told by someone that I needed to get a torque wrench to put the valve cover plate back on, which is metal. And there's little gaskets on all of these, uh, you know, like machine bolts that go in there. So I got the torque wrench. I looked up on the, on the internet and it said something like 80 some whatevers. So I cranked the thing on the on the torque wrench. I cranked it to 80 whatevers. And the first bolt I put in promptly snapped off the head. And the shank of it was stuck down in the block there. So then I, th- I said, well, these bolts have a, they have like a collar. So they only go so far down. So it's not like you can tighten them any extra, right? It's like a little stopper kind of thing on there. Right. So I was like, I think hand tight is fine. You know, like whatever I can do with just a regular socket wrench. Uh, so I did the rest of them and I was like, geez, like, do I need this extra, extra bolt or not? And I was still waiting on the, uh, the coil packs, right? I had all the new plugs in, but I was still waiting on the coil packs. So I kind of like closed up the hood and I thought about it and then I did some research and apparently according to the internet, yes, you need every single bolt <laughs> should be tight in there. So then I thought, my God, how am I going to get this shank out of there, the threaded bit? 
And I was talking with Dev and he was like, dude, I don't know. You cranked it like 80 pounds down in there or something. And I'm like, no, no, I didn't. I cranked the, the collar 80 pounds and that's what snapped off the rest of it. The rest of it should be loose down there. So I picked up two different styles of like screw extractors. And you've seen these things, right, Mike? Oh, yes. I have uh, one or two different kinds at the house. I, I've seen several different styles. Yep. So I got kind of a, a tapered squarish one. And for that one, you're supposed to use a different drill bit and drill in and then tap this in and then kind of like, you don't really use a, a drill or anything. You just kind of use like a screwdriver, or like a wrench to turn this thing in there. But that wasn't getting any grip. But I also picked up a pack that had, they were bits for your drill. So I put it down to the lowest speed and the lowest everything. And they're two-sided. One side has the drill bit for the appropriate size of the extractor bit on the flip side. So I drilled down there, flipped it, drilled out, and the thing popped right out, like easy. And I found nice. like, yeah, and I found like the last bolt for my car on eBay. So I got the last bolt from eBay and that came and the car runs like a dream. It's got so much horsepower now, like it actually accelerates and there's no chugga chugga. So... Hell yeah. Where did you go to get your extractor set? I uh, I did a lot of research kind of online, different forums. Uh, usually when I'm looking stuff up that are like real world, I need to know what the best extractor set is. I usually search Reddit because a lot of those subreddits are, are really friendly and they have a lot of like real world things and they're not paid promoters and stuff. And they'll be like, yeah, this one fucking sucks or this one's great. Um, so I ordered both of them from Amazon, but I did like extensive, extensive outside of Amazon research. Okay. I was expecting to hear Harbor Freight. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where I got the torque wrench because I'm not, I'm going to not going to pay more than $18 for a torque wrench that I'm going to use once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, do foot pounds instead of inch pounds? Is that, was that your mistake? Uh, I think my mistake was I just took the first number that I found on a Google search and didn't search any more beyond that because when i told dev dev did some research he's like dude it's supposed to be eight eight pounds or whatever and not 80 pounds oh, yeah and I'm like eight pounds i can do with my hand like i don't need a torque wrench like that's just hand tight that's yeah that was gonna say eight pounds is like you're gonna get more than that just with a small quarter inch ratchet yeah 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 so i For think sure. you know and when i took these bolts off they weren't that tight like so I figured if I would have just not listened to the other person who said, go get a torque wrench, I would have been fine and I wouldn't have had to buy a new bolt and stuff and wait extra days to get a car that works. But because I was just going to hand tighten them and then somebody was like, well, you should you know, torque them down there because that's like the actual cover of the thing that does the stuff. But, you know, it's fine and there hasn't been any oil leaking. And I used to have a slow oil leak and I'm sure it was because it was going into those cylinder wells or whatever. So Right. Interesting. Well, that's cool. That's how projects always go to. It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. If you let it be that, you know, your attitude is everything. At least my attitude is everything for my projects. <laughs> yeah, my attitude's everything for my projects, my life, and uh, everything else. But uh, you know, it was like frustrating. But I was wasn't I wasn't really overly worried ever. It was just kind of like, oh, this is another setback, and uh, I kind of really took it as this is a good experience because I I didn't grow up in a car household. You know, my parents always took their cars to the the Jiffy Lube or whatever to get the oil changed and always to the mechanic to fix things. My dad was never under his car fixing anything or never in the hood fixing anything unless he was like putting in uh, window washer fluid. You know, that's the only thing that my family ever did car wise. Sure. So 
And I've done, you know, I've changed my own oil and I've cleaned out my ERG valve and just done some things that save a ton of money. And they're not that hard because nowadays with YouTube, everything's on there. So for me, it's just kind of a neat learning experience, even though I still get frustrated because I think my car was out of commission for, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks, because with all the wrong parts and the and the broken things and this and that. So sure. I mean, and you're in a good position to do that. So yeah, we've got more than one vehicle, so it's not like we had to have my car running. Right. Yeah. My coworker traditionally has had two vehicles because uh, when one breaks down, he can drive the other one while he fixes, you know, goes back and forth. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I would ever take a project like that on with my pickup, but. Yeah. If I was there and goading you into it, you would, but on your own, probably (laughs) probably not. (laughs) Probably not. No. So I got one last thing to fix on that uh, because I'm trying to get it to 400,000 miles. It's almost at 320. So. Um, but it's the air conditioner. So the fuses are all good on it, but I think it just needs a recharge. It might need a drain, a complete drain and a recharge, but I, uh, I'll dig into that. I think a little bit later. I mean, I don't need it now, hopefully because it's getting cooler, but I, from what I understand, that's something you can do from home, but I don't know if it's something you can do and not have an environmental spill. If you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know what that means. And I would hate to have one of those. Right. Especially on your concrete. <laughs> I mean, I have a hose. So right. You just exactly. Into the sewer drain. Right. And mm-hmm. it, you have to put your old car batteries. You dump them in like the lakes and the oceans to charge up the electric eels there. eh? something like that. I mean, that's what they do with the Tesla batteries. Yeah. You would know more than I, Mike. <laughs> How that electricity stuff works. Yes, I would. I suppose. I well, suppose. You, you have a project that you just uh, did or got done? Yeah. I mean, I've been doing house projects, so I uh, put up a chandelier finally, which okay. uh, the contractor put a chandelier in my kitchen, right? Yeah. Uh, and this home was built in 17. And I took it down. 1717 or? Yeah, 1717, 2017. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so I take the chandelier down and this whole time... It's been held up by one screw because they had uh, the the box takes 1024 screws. They had one 1024 and one 824 and the 824 was just yep. pushed in and it was it wasn't holding anything. I just pulled it straight up. It looked up. good, though. It looked good. It looked great. Yeah, but it was holding <laughs> nothing. So fortunately, I had, uh, you know, a machine screw kit and all that fancy stuff. And I, I put new machine screws up. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think. Uh, oh, go on. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think like a little machine screw set is a perfect, perfect thing to have on hand. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get them. It, it doesn't even matter what you don't need stainless steel machine no, screws. You can get them. It doesn't from, matter. Whatever they are. Yeah. Home Depot has them. I know. And you're going to want like 1032s, 1024s, 832s, 632s. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you don't use a lot of them, just whatever the variety set is that you get, you know, just get right. it, toss it, toss it somewhere in the basement or in the garage. If you ever need one, it's there. You don't have to go right. and like yeah. around for one. When you're doing receptacles at your house, you know, you need 832s and 632s constantly and 1032s. So, and uh, for those who don't know, a 1032 is typically used as a ground screw and it does not need to be green. So you can just use a regular 1032. Yeah. But. That's like a pop quiz question always for uh, yeah electrical code a bar a bar trivia game for your trivia yep. team at the bar basically yeah drunken electrician trivia <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> been my um, 
my mission here since since we bought our house uh, three years ago is kind of like, you know, I, I had tools to begin with, but if you don't have a house, you don't realize how many kind of tools that you need. And if you are going to do some light automotive repair or even lawnmower or small, small engine repair type of stuff, like it takes a bit to kind of amass just enough tools and enough little things to kind of be able to do stuff without having to run out and get new things, you know? Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, I like tools and I had a lot of hand tools before I bought a house because I was yep. working construction. I haven't had to buy a lot of tools. Uh, I've been buying, I bought a lot of, uh, and I need more clamps because now. Oh yeah. Clamps. Yep. Yeah. My, uh, of course everything in the house is new as of 17, right? So yeah. why wouldn't the stools at my center Island be broken and falling apart? And one of the, one of the, uh, my uh, kitchen or not my kitchen, my uh, breakfast table out here in the smoking porch, one of those chairs fell apart too. Okay. So now I have to like. I got a bit set. I ordered it on Amazon, and it's yep. Allen bits that fit in a uh, rat a rattle gun. You know. Okay. Yep. Yep. I, I didn't want to get like the half inch drive set, and I think I spent seven bucks for uh twenty four of them. You know, twelve metric yeah. and twelve standard. Yeah, that, I've been working on picking up adapters for the sockets for different drives to go up and down and down and up. And Oh, sure. And, um, and I picked up a set of uh, extension bars for sockets, and they're the wobble bits or the wobble yeah. uh, connectors, which yep. are actually fairly nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, get just you don't need to have a whole bunch of different socket handles as long as you've got the adapters to go up or down. Or if you're borrowing a bit from your buddy, you have to make sure you can put it on whatever you've got. So Right. Well, I have a full set, uh, a quarter inch set, and then I got a full three set and a full half inch set, uh, impact okay. set. And what I've noticed is that I use my quarter inch set all the time, yeah. and I use my half inch set all the time, and I never use my three set for anything ever. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why, but I don't ever use it. My uh, quarter inch set goes up to nine sixteenths, and my half inch set goes down to seven sixteenths. So there's no reason for me to ever use my three eighths inch set. <laughs> yeah. And I have a mid torque. So if it's like a big project, I just take the mid torque out and bang it in. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Building decks. Cause I, I uh, had to repair all my garden beds this year and that took a week of, uh, evenings. Oh, and that sure. was, uh, I pounded in, uh, four foot long stakes into the ground with my mall. And then I took leg bolts and leg bolted everything together. Yeah. But yeah, back to the chairs. So my plan now, I'm, I'm going to have to get more, even more clamps, but I'm going to take apart the chairs uh, and put them back together again with glue and with Loctite because they're just coming apart. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, nobody even sits on them. They're just falling apart. <laughs> That's uh, what? Just attrition, just general attrition, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, one one somebody sat on one of these stupid uh, breakfast nook chairs and it broke. Yeah, uh, you were here. Yeah, they put them you, together with Elmer's glue or something. The... There's well, so what I found out is <laughs> I don't think that they were ever tightened correctly to begin with. Oh, okay. And of course they 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 all spin and there's like three layers of parts that all have to be put together. Oh, so I yeah. wanted these bits so I could take them apart and put them back together faster. Yeah. Um. And then they got wood screws in them, and the wood screws are falling out, and all this crazy nonsense. And I'm like, "F this! I'm gonna glue all the wood together and just yep. put them together right the first, like now the second the chairs, time." 
any chair that moves seems to like fall apart quicker than anything else. Oh yeah. And they have like lock washers on everything. That's just not yep. good enough. I'm going to have to use Loctite. No. I have red and blue Loctite, so. Yeah, so we um we bought a how oh, great. What are they called? They're called the uh, gliders, a glider chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a recliner, but they're specifically designed for newborns, right? So you can rock in them, you can recline in them, and the baby can sleep on you, even though you're not. Or the baby can sleep on you, but you're not supposed to sleep if a baby's sleeping on you, and that never happens. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever sleeps when a baby's sleeping on them. Um, but it was held onto the base by like it's a big it's a big bolt, but just a regular nut, and it kept loosening up so the chair would wobble and wobble and wobble. So finally, I took that thing off. I went down to the hardware store and I got a lock washer and cranked that thing on there, and it's been fine ever since. But why they didn't put a lock washer on the bottom of this like five six hundred dollar chair to begin with is beyond me. Like it should be working just fine without anybody having to modify it. Right. Yeah, it's goofy. And like uh, Sarah likes to complain about the chairs and how crappy they are, but it's kind of like the chandelier. This is a custom built home. Everything yeah. should have been top notch. And it's just very clearly not. Uh, I have to replace another receptacle. I broke another freaking receptacle in the house. Uh, so that's another to do project. What are you doing with all these receptacles, Mike? The GFI. I burnt the GFI out. So. Oh, sure. Uh, I've now I found another wasp nest today doing dog training because we've been doing I hate those fucking things, dude. Oh, I found one on uh, the, a deer stand out in the woods. Okay. It's not out in the woods. It's like on the edge of the field, you know, and yeah. uh, we were doing some training and I saw it. And I'm like, mother effer. That's the fifth or sixth wasp nest I've had found this year. Yeah, we have one that's right next to our neighbor's house, and they're in this uh, kind of like, and this is, is going to sound weird because these things aren't supposed to rot, but they do. Uh, this kind of like rotted, hollowed out railroad tie, mm-hmm. but it's it's where we can get in. We've we've collectively between us and our neighbor have dumped maybe five or six cans of like ground nest killer, regular wasp killer, and everything, and they come back every time. So it's a very so, deep, deep thing. There's a trick. And I learned it from the internet, so don't right. don't blame me if it's if it's a lie. You use the ground wasp killer, you get rid of it, so you can go there like a day or two later, right? They don't sting you. You take spray foam and you spray yeah. foam inside of it until you can't spray foam anymore, and then it'll yep. fill it up with spray foam, and they can't get in anymore. Yep, I know that was gonna be my next thing, but I think what we're trying to do is put some pressure on our neighbor to pull those out because they're literally right next to her house. Oh, sure. And in between our two houses. So, and we, we, we spray the ground killer and then the next morning they're all coming back out again. Cause I just, I think the nest is so deep in there that even with the spray foam being directly in there, it's not getting back far enough. Sure. Yeah. If you but, got like the great stuff, spray foam, it yeah, would plug yeah. it. That's what we used. Um, I used that all around the garage and around our uh, stoops on our house because... There was just too much gaps because the people that lived here, our house was built in the 60s. And so the people that lived here didn't really upkeep a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Not not all the people that lived here, but I think the most recent people that lived here didn't upkeep a lot of things. So there was a lot of like dirt that had been dug away or what whatnot. So, yep. That's crazy. It's crazy. The build quality of stuff is just junk nowadays. Seems yeah. like. But pretty much. So my other project has to do kind of with our podcast, dude. Hmm. So I don't know. You know this, Mike. I don't know how many listeners know this, uh, but it's kind of the same thing as how can you tell if somebody's a vegan? Wait a minute and they'll tell you. How can you tell if somebody's a Linux user? Wait a minute and they'll tell you. So I run Linux on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Dell, not a Dell. It's a space Dell laptop. 
and I was looking at different things because it's a little bit older. I mean, it's not as old as your computer, Mike, but it, it's a little bit older. And I had a, a Dell previously that I was running Linux on, and I remember I upgraded the, like the Wi-Fi card, and I think on that one I was able to upgrade the CPU and maybe even the graphics card on that one. But this one, I decided that I was going to upgrade the Wi-Fi card, so it does. It'll do Wi-Fi six now, and it does Bluetooth five point two, which is like the latest. Bluetooth protocol. Sure. It's not super, not super important uh, for anybody to know what those technical terms means other than Bluetooth is uh, by definition, a low energy kind of pull, you know, so you're not using a lot of energy. That's why your Bluetooth headphones can last quite a long time. And the newer protocols use even less power and energy. So, and they've got better connectivity. So I did that. And then I ordered some RAM because I've only got four gigs of RAM in this thing. So if I want to open Google Chrome, I'm going to need way more than that. But I ordered 16. So I'm going to, you know, quadruple the RAM. I think it'll take up to 32, but that was too expensive for what I use it for. So, Mm -hmm. but when I was doing the Wi-Fi card, I noticed something in my laptop, Mike. Was it a wasp nest? No. (laughs) 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 Ah, Bees. No, the battery was a little bulgy. And so they've got uh, the lithium ion batteries. Uh, When they go bad, they'll get puffy. And even if they, they'll still work, but there's a whole subreddit called Spicy Pillows, and it is people with videos showing what happens when these batteries, they, they will either burst into flames or they will shoot acid about 40 feet. So, so I was like, man, I better get that out of my, out of my laptop. And so I pulled it on my laptop. I found uh, a free disposal place here that was run by the county. And all I had to do was put it in a Ziploc bag and then drop it off. So I pulled the battery out, put it in a Ziploc bag. I put it outside the house. And then, you know, grabbed it to go and, and get rid of it. And I ordered a new battery. You can run you can run your laptop without a battery. You just plug it into the wall. Oh, um, yes. So I, or, I ordered a new battery. And it's an internal battery, right? So it's not one you could see from the outside. But yep. And uh, I tr- plopped the new battery in. And I was going to go hook the cord up to the, you know, the little connectors in there. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I, when, I, when I took the old battery out, I put the whole thing, the cord and all, in the bag and, uh, and donated that. So I had to spend another $10 to order a new cable <laughs> that goes from the battery to the motherboard. So that came this morning. I was pretty pretty stoked about that. But uh, it was funny because I just wanted it gone because I didn't want it to explode on me, right? So I'm just like, okay, gone, get out of here. And uh, forgot about pulling the cord off of it. That's hilarious. That is funny. Things like that happen. Yeah. If you have an older laptop, it might not be a bad idea to kind of pop it open and just check your battery status. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> My battery on this laptop is still top notch. It runs eight to 12 hours on the battery. Still. Yeah. Well, mine ran just fine on battery, but it was still bloated. Yeah. You know, it was still puffy. Yeah. So sometimes oh, you don't crazy. necessarily get in there, but. Yep. Uh, I should send you a picture too. I sent Sarah a picture. I need to send her okay. another one because I put a new light bulb in the chandelier. Okay. For those who don't know, probably didn't share it on the show. We got uh, at a swap meet in Cambridge last year. We got a glass chandelier that is stained glass, and uh, we had to repair it. And we got some assistance from your Sarah on that. Yes. And I finally just put it up, but then I replaced the bulb with an Edison bulb, and it's like a Ooh, seven inch yeah. long, long filament Edison bulb. Pretty nice. cool LED, of course. Yeah, yeah. But looks looks pretty sharp. Nice. And it's like a thousand lumens, I think. Yeah. Pretty sure it's a thousand lumens. So plenty bright for a kitchen table that never gets used. <laughs> Just supposed to look nice. Yeah. It's one of those things when you're doing the house tour, 
you turn that on and this is the kitchen table and they go yeah wow, oh it's that light so yeah it's nice if i'm uh chilling playing skyrim or something and i don't want a lot of light i can turn that on yeah and uh lights up the whole upstairs fairly well yeah and it matches the storm light okay I think I'm about uh, halfway, or maybe a little more than halfway on this on this thing. Uh, I, I am as so well. Far. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, the spice has gotten a little more prominent as we've been going along. I think. I agree. This is not a beginner cigar. No, I would not. I would not call this like a good cigar for somebody who does not smoke cigars. Yeah, but it's a good but, cigar uh, for us. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. It's great. So, uh, I'm still working on my deck. By the way, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. like this is like the project that's never ending. Nobody that's listening knows, but I started working on this GD deck last year because uh, I did the front deck last year or the entryway deck completed. And then I started this one last fall. Never got okay. it done. It's been too hot all year and it was too hot last week to continue to working on it either because it has to be a certain temperature. Yeah. And uh, I'm still working on it. I, I, I feel like a, an idiot. I, suggest, I just need to get it done. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I just that need sounds, to get it done. sounds very familiar because uh, you came down and you helped us put a, uh, we tore out the ceiling above our stairs to the basement and there was no entry light at the top of the stairs. And so Mike came down and helped us wire in a, a fixture mount or whatever. And then, and then um, it took us, I think, a full year to kind of put drywall back up there and then mud and sand and paint and actually install the light. But, you know, with like a small child, it's hard to kind of do stuff that's noisy when they're asleep. So we had a couple like work weekends too where we kind of worked at it, but we could have got it done a lot sooner if we were a little more diligent, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, okay, it has to dry now. Uh, like when you soak a pan after you cook something, you're like, oh, it's got to soak for four or five days. Right, exactly. Yeah, and with us, I mean, we don't have children, but we're, I'm getting very diligent about dog training. Yeah. Uh, because we, we want to take her on longer hikes, but she pulls so hard on her leash sometimes. Yeah. So now I've been focusing really hard on that. And it takes energy out of me to like do a half hour to a 45-minute training session with the dog. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because she's uh, stubborn. Yep. And uh, man, I did one today with her, and she was so mad at me by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're turning for no reason. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> So, always interesting. Oh yes. Yeah. Did I tell you that I went? I made a project this summer of uh, fixing my bibs. So I had like I don't know four pairs of work bibs that all needed patches. Okay. Uh, and I had pants. So my pants get holes in them. My work pants. So I patched those too. And I. Uh, yep. So now I'm all done. And it took a long time because it takes three days for a patch to set with okay. the Gorilla Glue fabric glue. Okay, and you got to yeah. weight it down. But now I'm all done with all the patching, which is like not that big of a deal, but it's just time consuming. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm rebuilding my bowling ball rack. Nice. Is that, uh, uh, is it a custom rack build or? So I have my plastic shelves down in my room and then I have foam ball cups. Okay. And what I'm doing is I am making the ball cups thinner and I'm going to shape them down smaller to make so I can put more bowling balls per shelf. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to put a single layer of foam on the bottom to, like, make it just a little more durable. Okay, yeah. And I want the foam, as crazy as it sounds, a wood rack or any hard racking will warp the shape of the bowling ball over time. So Weird. the foam is necessary so it doesn't damage itself, you know? Yep. 
And that's, again, now I'm using all my clamps and everything to glue the foam together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and like, it's just time consuming. Yeah. Everything is. But it's worth, I mean, you know, it's worth it at the end. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, man, I wish I could just, you know, I do, I do the same thing because I paint uh, like some min- minis and stuff, like some miniatures every once in a while. I'm not like the Warhammer whatever guy, but some of my board games and things have minis or, you know, like minis you can upgrade to. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's the same thing. You know, you got to do the, the prime. you got to wash them, wait for it to dry, do the primer, wait for it to dry, do the, the, the you know, and it's like, oh, I just want it all done. I kind of like yes. to do those projects where you can get into them and like, like just know like, okay, I have two hours dedicated. I could totally get this project done. But with things like when you got to wait for glue to dry or like parts to arrive or whatever, you know, it's like, it's not a, I can just focus really hard and work really hard and get it done. It's, I have to do a little bit over a long period of time. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. For me, like, well, you've seen my work area downstairs. I only have the one table. So once I get like a glue project laid out, that's it. Like I can't, I I can no longer work down there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's fine. Oh, yeah. It is what it is. You got to make it is. what you got and get enough tools to do most projects that you would ever need to do, you know? Right. Exactly. And I found uh, now that I'm buying like home home tools. Yeah. Like Harbor Freight is, I hate to say it, but I buy a lot of Harbor <laughs> Freight tools. It's the bees knees, really. Uh, yeah. You know, I think, and I was talking to somebody else about this, too. It's like a, a lot of people like to poo-poo Harbor Freight. But I'm telling you, like eighteen dollars for a, a torque wrench, and they and anywhere else it's like a hundred and twenty dollars for a torque wrench, no matter what you know. And it's like I'm not how how often am I going to use it? I don't know. It was eighteen bucks, so I'm not going to go back and return it. And I know these places have like tool rentals too, you know, like Home Depot and and Lowe's and even uh, the automotive stores let you rent tools, but. You know, there's some tools, if they're not highly specialized, it's just better to have on hand. And that's where kind of Harbor Freight really comes in. I bought a lot of stuff from Harbor Freight. And if I were, you know, if I were an electrician, I'm not buying my tools for electricianing from Harbor Freight because those are going to get used all the time. Right. But if you're a homeowner or somebody who's just trying to build out your collection so you've got enough stuff to do enough stuff and they're not going to see heavy, heavy use, there's absolutely nothing wrong with Harbor Freight. Like so, uh, not, for the, not a sponsor, for, by the way. Yeah, not a sponsor. For the listeners, I would not buy Harbor Freight insulated screwdrivers or anything like that. I would still get, I would just go to the Home Depot and get the standard Klein insulated screwdriver set, which for 40 bucks, you can get the main four. It's like a quarter inch blade, a eighth inch, or not an eighth inch. It's like 316. It's a cabinet blade, a number two Phillips, and a number two square. And those are the sizes you need to do everything. Basically. Yep. Oh, that was the whole point of me trying to tell you the laptop story, Mike, is I yeah. used my Klein insulated uh, little screwdriver that came in the kit you got me. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's a great little little oh, combo yeah. tool. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that, that popped everything right out and, uh, you know, it's insulated. And then it has uh, one of my favorite features of, of screwdrivers. And I think that's like the only one that I have that has this feature on it is the end cap that spins, like where your hand yep. goes. So you can just do your fingers and, and spin, spin, spin. So... Yeah, it's a proper uh, it electronic screwdriver. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was so stoked when I saw those kits. I was like, I bought every one they had in the store. I'm not going to lie. Yep, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm uh, one of those guys, I guess. Yeah. But. So I will tell you the extractor set that I got 
Uh, it's right here, and it came in a really nice little like plastic case that closes, uh, and then it's got the sizes all lined up. But it's uh, Thosaf, T-H-O-S-A-F, and it's a Thosaf extractor set. One side has a drill, and the other side has the uh, extractor. And these, both the drill and the extractor, go uh, counterclockwise or lefty loosey. Yeah, it'd be lefty, lefty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They they're they're inversed. Yeah, they're inversed. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was fairly inexpensive, but you know, that worked like a charm for me. So also not a sponsor, but as long as we're talking a little bit about tools and stuff, like that was well worth it. Yep. Oh, I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, so my employer provides me with tools and I have a blue point, uh, regular half inch socket set and three ace regular socket set. And then I have a snap on impact set. And okay. these are, they're like $500 for these sets. They're extremely expensive. Yeah. And I got snap on, uh, ratcheting wrenches. That's a $500 set and okay. all these crazy, like top of the line tools. And I don't really use them often. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I use, yeah, I yeah. use like three sizes and that's it, but they buy the whole set. And I, oh, a three, I have a three ace snap on impact set too. Okay. What they provided me for a half inch ratchet is from Harbor Freight. It's the half inch Pittsburgh swivel head ratchet. Okay. Uh, and it's like twenty five bucks. Yeah. And the thing is incredible. I I would have poo pooed it if I hadn't used it. I think I broke okay. one after five years of using it. I like it so much. I went to the store and bought one for myself when I had a twenty five percent off coupon. Oh, like, nice. They are. If you have a half inch uh, socket set at home. Anybody listening, go to Harbor Freight and get that damn swivel head socket or uh, swivel head ratchet. It's okay. awesome. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I'll have to pick one up. I'm using them on like two inch nuts at work. Okay. Uh, and I'm tightening them tight, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're great. For 20 bucks, you can't go wrong. Yeah. I don't know about the smaller ones, but I know the half inch one's good. Okay. Yeah. I should probably yeah, yeah. get a half inch because I think my, I've just got a Stanley set and I think it's the three eighths. Three ace. I had a three ace set for years. Yeah, that's all I needed. Um, yeah, but I do have some uh, some sockets that are the one inch. So that's why I've been picking up all the adapters and stuff. You know, because yep. adapters are inexpensive. The the size uppers or downers. It wouldn't be bad. And if if it's a highly uh, highly recommended from Mike, uh, it wouldn't be bad to have one because I have uh, the adapters now to go up and down. So, like I say, I couldn't believe that my employer was providing this. At the time of my head, I was like, this is like a POS Harbor Freight tool. <laughs> um, I have this Harbor Freight tool with a $500 impact set. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. But it's great. It actually, it's great. They have a, I think it's a Bauer, like B-A-U-E-R. Yep. Um, and I got a cordless drill from there for, I don't know, birthday or Christmas or something. And that thing is great. I, I use, I have a Black & Decker's uh, cordless drill as well, but I always go for the, go for the Harbor Freight one. It's just wow. as nice. Yeah, some of their stuff and, is good. Yeah, and I bought a Harbor Freight uh, circular saw, and it comes with a guide and a laser sight. So, and that's been working just fine. You know, light use. I'm not not doing not building like Noah's Ark or anything, but right. You know, when I need to cut something. Yeah, I have a, a 20 volt circular saw that I've never needed anything more than that at home. Yeah. Oh, and I think I rock the uh, the Harbor Freight folding plastics uh, saw horses. Mm. too and those have been really good i get my like ratchet half clamps the, there. half the price oh yeah the ratchet clamps and they're like the the sawhorses are half the price of like the menards 
plastic sawhorses. So oh sure, yeah, it's a sawhorse. Well worth that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, like uh, a rule of thumb is that uh, if it's really simple, it's probably okay to get at Harbor Freight. You know, you don't yeah, need. Yeah. I don't need a snap-on uh, impact socket set at home. I just don't. For fifty bucks, well. For my entire impact set and all my extensions and swivels and adapters and everything, I'm probably a hundred dollars in, including the the ratchet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's all the Pittsburgh stuff, yeah. and it does me fine. You know, I don't. I, I'm going to use it on leg bolts and on uh, the lug nuts on my truck. You know. Yep. When I it's think not, if you're going, um, if you're going Harbor Freight, you have to at least buy the Pittsburgh line. There's probably a couple, yeah. there's a couple more expensive lines, but they have some, a couple uh, cheaper lines too. And I know I told you this story when you were here, Mike, but um, it, I think it bears repeating is, and I, I think I believe this set came from Harbor Freight. I can't be sure because it was unbranded, but it was a little uh, socket set in a plastic thing. And it had, you know, the socket handle, the socket wrench handle. And then it had around the outside, it had, you know, kind of the standard uh, metric and standard SAE sizes. And then it had, um, you know, the adapter for the real small ones. And stuff. Well, I was working on my car, and I think I was using the 10 millimeter because that's what every everything needs, right? You always need more 10 millimeter sockets yep. for whatever reason they disappear. Um, and so I I was changing sockets. I set this socket like on the hood of the car, you know, somewhere under the hood, and it rolled off the car. You know, so I don't know what uh, what do you think, Mike? Like a three foot fall? Yeah, maybe two and a half maybe. foot fall from my car. It fell onto the driveway, and this socket s- cracked in half. You told me that. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I think going Harbor Freight, at least by Pittsburgh, um, I think yes. that's a decent ne- decent line that they have. Uh, don't buy anything less than that. So if you see the Pittsburgh and then you see something that's like $5 cheaper, just buy the Pittsburgh. And the Pittsburgh, you can get the whole color-coded set for, I don't know, if you're not getting the impact stuff, I think they're like 13 bucks or something like that. It's pretty reasonable. Yeah. And you can get, I think I've got, I think it's the Pittsburgh and they're color-coded too, like the red and the and the blue, uh, the deep sockets. Yep. Because I've actually used like deep sockets for the win. Oh, for sure. Like a lot of things need a deep socket. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have a gear wrench quarter inch socket set that I acquired when I was working in North Dakota. Yeah. And, uh, that thing's great. I don't think I would spend the money on that uh, now, for sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> May I take a, a, a brief aside here? Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the cigar a little bit. I have a bit of the wrapper, and this I don't think this is going to affect anything or impact anything, but a bit of the wrapper that appears to have not maybe been glued or sealed down. So I've got like a, a bit of the leaf uh, wrapper kind of peeling up. And yes. it's about half halfway between the ash and, and the end there. So I don't know if that's just because it was under the under the label. Uh, or, interestingly or enough, I have the same thing, and it's partially oh, flapping okay. up, and it's about yes. where the wrapper was. Yeah, it's like yeah, a partial okay. flap. Okay. Yeah. 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 I just I wanted to call that out because um, you know sometimes when we're smoking these we encounter weird things. Like there was that one cigar that I had to use like a, a penny nail or something and poke to get the airflow in because it was packed too tight. And it's not necessarily indicative of every, of every stick of that, that brand or that, uh, that line, but uh, it's interesting that yours is doing it too, Mike. And it's underneath the, where the wrapper was the exact yes. location. And I did yeah. not take my wrapper off early. No, I wait either. until they're warm to take them off. Yes. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I waited till mine slid because it, you know, it'll slide once it warms up. Yep. Interesting. So yeah, I don't yeah. Know what that means, but uh, 
just something I to be no aware idea. of, I guess, if you're smoking this and it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I just wanted to call it out because we are a cigar podcast. So <laughs> we, are. we should mention it. Yep. Uh, I'm sure I mentioned it to you, but I bought a plastic welder this year. And uh, that's been one of my major things this summer is I've been going plastic welding crazy this this last spring and summer. Okay, so, what's a uh, plastic welder, Mike? So I got mine from Harbor Freight. There's one online. It's like a gin pour made in, you know, okay. I'm sure made in America. Iowa. <laughs> I think that's the capital of Iowa. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's better. Uh, but it just, you heat up the plastic when, it, when plastic either breaks or cracks, depending on the type. You can melt plastic back into it and it'll reform like a new piece of plastic. And it does not look like a million dollars, right? It looks like exactly what I just described. Like somebody with plastic welded it. But I fixed my mailbox. That little plastic tab on the mailbox broke. Fixed that. Oh, sure. I fixed my freaking garbage can because the garbage was not picked up. And uh, Sarah made a complaint. And then for about a month, the garbage guy was... Maybe accidentally on purpose throwing the garbage like into the ditch. Okay. <laughs> so the garbage can got cracked. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I had to fix that. And then I got a uh, big plastic two wheel wheelbarrow okay. that the previous owner had used in the winter to haul wood. So it was cracked everywhere. Yeah. So I plastic welded the whole shell of that and repaired it back to okay. normal. And I got it for nice. free. Yeah. So all I was out was the man hours to like yep. fix it. I think I've done some plastic welding. So I have a 3D printer and uh, sometimes depending on like your file or the print or whatever, and I've gotten it dialed in now, but uh, sometimes you get gaps in the in the print. And mm-hmm. so I was reading how to fill those in. And what I ended up doing was taking a piece of the filament and attaching it into my Dremel tool. And then you just spin the Dremel tool and put it in there and the friction kind of melds and melts that plastic into there. Sure. Similar concept, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, this is like look, a solder. It doesn't iron. look great, but you can sand it. So right, yeah. Mine's like a solder iron with like okay. a triangle tip. You can do oh, it okay. with a solder iron, and I was doing it with a soldering iron, but it looked so bad. <laughs> I ended up just spending yeah, yeah, twenty yeah. bucks and getting the proper tool. And then you can buy plastic rods right at Harbor Freight with okay, different yeah. plastic types. And man, it saved me a ton of money this summer. It's it's very nice. time consuming to fix stuff, but yeah, yeah, whatever you know, I can Sounds spend like a good uh, good winter project. You know, like just bring stuff into the house and plastic weld. Absolutely, yep, yeah. Bring the wheelbarrow into the uh, entryway into the, of the into house, into the or kitchen, or yeah, yeah, into the kitchen. Exactly, that's exactly what on the, on the nice uh, dining room table under the stained yes. glass chandelier. Oh yeah. <laughs> so and that's like I say, that wheelbarrow probably took me three evenings. You know, okay. to fix, but whatever. I got a wheelbarrow for free out of it, so. Yep. Did you pick a different color uh, plastic? So it was kind of yep. like that, uh, the Absolutely. Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's yellow, and then I used white rods on oh, it. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah. And the garbage can is, like, dark green, and then uh, the rod I used was light green, so you can see exactly where. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> That's one of those tools where it's like, I would never have one of those unless I owned a house for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like if you're renting, uh, whether it's a house or an apartment or whatever, like you don't do any of the maintenance. So you don't really need anything more than like, oh, I need a screwdriver to change the batteries in this thing or, you know, whatever. But you don't really need a whole lot of tools. Right. You know, pic- picture hanging maybe. 
more or less the, changing the bulb in your microwave or oven or whatever. Right. I always turned all the screws in uh, on my uh, receptacles and on my switches to vertical because uh, a lot of these apartments, the owner of the apartment is doing all the maintenance and they're not yep. professionals. And it drives me batty when you go into a house and all the screws are turned every which way. It's like, yeah, yeah, they're there to look nice. They're not there to like do anything other than be aesthetically pleasing. Okay, as I'm <laughs> as you're saying that, I'm looking at the plate that we put in. Well, and I was the last one to touch this one, uh, so they're going vertical now. Okay. Yes, Mike's not going to OCD freak out when he comes over next time. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it also. It's incredible how long projects at home take. It's too uh, long, too long. It always takes more time than I think it's going to. And the other the other problem with home projects is even if you think you're done, there's another one that's either already happening or just happened <laughs> or is about to happen. Right. Uh, that you're going to have to do. So, yeah, man, I think, um, yeah, what do you think for the, uh, I think like the the standard home home things or the standard tools you need is you probably don't need a whole lot of like screwdrivers, but you need one of those, uh, what are they, the four and ones or whatever, six and one, like Husky or something, screwdrivers that have the two different sizes, the flatheads and the uh, Phillips drives. Uh, Sarah, I got her a Klein, of course, multi-bit screwdriver that's ratcheting. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, in the handle, it's got all the bits and they're like just drill bits. Like, sure, the, yeah. Yeah, impact bits. The drive bits. And one of those whatever. is pretty much all you need. Yeah. Uh, I had her use in one of my... Probably a socket set and a hammer, and then you're probably yeah. set for most things. Yeah. If if you don't have any equipment, probably a 3 socket set will do you. Uh, and if you do, like I say, at my place, I use the quarter-inch set and the half-inch set, and I don't yep. use a 3 8 set at all, other than for... Yep. Like I have uh, specialty tools like tap sets and like ratchet taps and all these things that I have because of my profession that I yeah. use at home. And that's got a 3 ace drive. But okay. the average person doesn't really need a tap set or a yeah. die set. You know, I have like a no. tap and die set. Yeah. When I've and, got a, uh, you know. I've got a, uh, a rivet mm -hmm. machine. Or not a machine, but like it's the handle and you squeeze it, you put the rivets in, you can rivet metal together. Um, but I, I don't really use that, but you could, you know, um, like a box cutter. And then something that I have really, really, really been enjoying and, and using a lot this summer with my projects and stuff. And it's a Pittsburgh, uh, the magnetic, uh, little magnetic bowl to put the screws in and stuff that you take out of whatever you're taking out of. And you just, you pop oh, sure. them right in there. It's magnetic. They stick, they don't roll around the driveway or the, the workbench. And, uh, that I've been using that more than almost anything else. Or I should say that comes with me on everything that I do, <laughs> everything right. I work on. So, Yeah, one of the things that I picked up after buying the house was, and it's a Harbor Freight, it's a Quinn. It's like a 7-in-1 painter's spatula. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's yeah. like a oh, hard, yeah, yeah. it's like two and a half inches and it's hard and it's got like a little yep. hook to clean off your paint rollers. I think we've got rollers. the same one. We've got the same one, I think. Yeah, that thing is awesome. Uh, especially when I'm doing caulking because there's a lot of caulking around here to do. Yep. And it, it makes it a lot easier to work. Oh yeah, uh, and take care of things. And you can scrape paint off if you're repainting. And it's nice. Yeah, it's a scraper, and it's got a couple other like paint tools on it. Yep, it's really got nice. functions. Yeah, you could use it for uh, mudding too, like drywall mudding. Yep. Oh yeah. We ended up yeah, we ended up using using a little like thinner um, 
what do you call them? The drywall spatula thing or whatever. Cause that, yeah, a little like more, a bendy one, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But you, there's no reason you couldn't use that thing if that's all you had, you know, if you're not right, doing you a big drywall project, you don't need to go get specialty tools. Right. Yeah. I got it to do the decks because I needed a scraper and I was like, well, this thing is, will do the job. Yep. And, uh, they're definitely good. I think that yep. most people should get, should invest in a expensive caulking gun. Not a cheapo one, like yep. the good one that you can get for like 15 bucks. Okay. And I, because uh, then you actually have trigger control and it's got a release on the handle. So it doesn't continue to come out after oh, you're done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've got a cheap one, but I have to do a little bit of caulking yet. But if I end up doing more, I'll get a, get a better one. It all depends. Like I have to caulk. I had to recalk everything on the outside of the house. Oh, sure. And I got like a... Uh, uh, wood planking around the basement and I had to fix yep. some of that with black caulk, you know? Okay. Yeah. And other things like that. Yeah. And a power sprayer, man. That's one of the things that I, Oh yeah. Yeah. I got my pressure washer. I cleaned up some of the concrete and man, it looks sharp. Yeah. I want to get a pressure washer. I've got a sandblaster, but I don't want to use it because then there's like sand everywhere, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I should pick up a pressure washer because that would be handy because when we first moved in, we pressure washed all of the sidewalks and stuff here because it was everything was kind of gross because it hadn't been upkept. But you can clean more than just sidewalks. I mean, you can clean anything with that. Yeah. So clean your house. You can uh, like. Unfortunately, the decks here are painted, so it'll get paint off deck. Yeah, clean it to use it to clean up equipment and vehicles and things. Yep, it's just handy all around. I have a Sun Joe, like the okay, a cheap yeah. one off of Amazon. Yep. I got a little uh, Sunjo kind of like dustbuster thing. Um, oh, okay. I've been using that quite a bit. Well, because you know, like our daughter is three, um, and so she's getting a lot better about keeping food on the table and plate. But mm-hmm. I remember when she was like one and a half or two, like it was always okay. She's done eating. Let's break the vacuum out and vacuum everything up. But and I was like, oh, just a little dustbuster would be nice. So this is a little Sunjo. It's made for cars, like it's an automotive one, but it's small, USB-C rechargeable. So cheap, but it works. Oh, yeah. One of the things that we invested in was a Hoover Smart Wash carpet cleaner, a stand-up okay. one. Yeah. And that thing is a lifesaver. Uh, we don't have carpet. We have rugs. But the rugs oh, sure. look filthy. You know, They would look absolute shit if we didn't have that thing and when you wash it yep. it's like black sludge that comes out of the carpet uh, yeah, out of the carpet it's insane so one of these days maybe i'll bring it to uh down to the cities and you can do your carpets and okay, it, it's sure. pretty dry afterwards because it's cleans it out yeah and man it's shocking how much stuff comes out of the carpet you know yeah and uh, it keeps our uh, rugs looking good. You know, you spend money on this yep. crap, and then it starts to look like ratty. And yeah, nah, I'm not into well, that. I know uh, <laughs> Sarah's mom has a carpet shampooer that mm-hmm. we've borrowed. I think we, I think we borrowed it. I think Sarah wanted to do it when we moved out of one of the apartments so that we'd for sure get her deposit back, which I mm-hmm. felt was overkill because they're going to do it anyway, hopefully. But uh, we did it in the house when we moved in because it was you know, not kept up in the best of standards. Um, and, you know, like the carpet was all kind of new. It was just the contractor special though. So all the people traipsing through with their shoes and stuff. And we still did it, you know, the carpet shampooer. But yeah, the one that uh, Sarah's mom has, you definitely have to leave the windows open and let it air out when you're done. Mm. Yeah, this one is like 
it gets all the water out. You know, it's not, I'm assuming the one that uh, Sarah's mom has is more industrial than yeah. this. Cause this is like a home appliance, you know, yeah. but it works great. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, uh, my fingers are kind of burning here, man. Really? You got, you got done faster than I did. I still have like a inch and a quarter left. Okay. This one's, uh, this one's been good, man. It is good. Yeah. I recommend it to people who are already scar smokers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hand this to a new, a newbie. <laughs> yeah. It's not the, uh, the starter stick for sure. No, no, it's not a starter stick, but it's spicy, not overly spicy. Yeah. It's not the spiciest we've ever had, uh, but it's a good level of spice. Like it's a really nice, uh, a nice flavor profile. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think there was much of a change other than the spice got more prominent as we went through. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it was satisfying for sure. Yes. And I'm glad I, I went with a lighter beer with this one. Oh yeah. Didn't want to overpower it or conflict. Yeah. Yes. Or have like two kind of like spice heavy things or whatever, you know, sometimes you get into situations like that. Yeah. I wouldn't want to drink like a Christmas ale. <laughs> no. This. Man, they got all like the pumpkin Oktoberfest things out. I'm like, uh, I'm not a huge pumpkin spice fan guy, though. So, I mean, I I like Oktoberfest beer doesn't mean it's pumpkin spice, but I just it's kind of like I want the weather to match. Right. We we can get into this later, but (laughs) I do not like Oktoberfest beers at all. Uh, And I don't like flavored beers unless it's like I like Christmas beer, like this Christmas spice beer. Yeah, like because the, it's the not spiced trying wine, to be a like flavor. the mulled the mulled wine kind of stuff. Like that is good. I don't like pumpkin spice. Um, I don't like flavored beers. I like sours, but I wouldn't. There's that's not a flavored beer. Um, I do like the Natter Days though, and I would consider that a flavored beer. Is that it's really a like beer? A lemonade beer. Well, it's like, <laughs> is that but it's really good, a beer? Though. You were the one who told me about them, weren't you? Yeah, it is good. Yeah, it, I did. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially when it's so, natural ice. I mean, it's like, yeah, oh, it's I mean, it's bad. not no, it's uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a truly or a uh, white claw. So that is right. Yeah. For it. I'm not crushing any claws. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ick. Yeah, I don't like flavored beer, but I I like the spiced beer. I don't know why. Like, especially yeah. in Christmas time. It's not trying yeah. to be a flavor. It's just beer, dark beer with some spices. No, it's in trying it. to be a festive beer is all. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I don't I don't like the cough syrup beers, you know, where they put the fruity flavors in there and you're like, is this cough syrup? Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, I don't not want my not my favorite. Cherry vanilla flavored beer or anything no. weird like that. <laughs> I I used to like the uh, peanut butter chocolate porters, but I got real bad food poisoning off a uh, off of some, off of like a six pack of bottles. Really? And it's just ever since then I haven't been able to go back to them. Uh, recently, I, I was able to drink one, but I the the joy of those has has forever been lost to me now. My Sarah is a fanatic for the peanut butter peanut butter flavored beer, and I yeah. try them all. And there's a couple that I thought are good, but most of them yeah. just taste like burnt peanut butter to me. Well, it's like and it tastes like artificial peanut butter. Or yeah, whatever. Like it doesn't have the uh, okay. So, do we ever talk about peanut butter cups on this on this podcast? I don't know. Okay, so one of the one of my favorite little um, little treats, let's say, is uh, Trader Joe's. Uh, they have these tubs of dark chocolate peanut butter cups, and you get them and you put them in the freezer, and they're really good. And I thought they were the best peanut butter cups in the world until Dev said, "Have you tried the Aldi peanut butter cups?" Well, I hadn't because I don't really go to Aldi ever. 
Uh, and it's weird whenever I tell people about these, they're like, where are they in the store? And I'm like, I, I don't know. They're like, which Aldi did you go to? Which aisle was it in? I'm like, I don't know. Just go find the peanut butter cups. Aldi's are like the size of my garage. You can find peanut butter cups. It's, a, it's the smallest store. It's like slightly larger than a gas station. You can find the peanut butter cups in this store. I promise you. They're not dark chocolate, but the, the chocolate has a snap to it when you bite in. And the, the peanut butter that they use is like the best peanut butter filling I've ever had in a peanut butter cup. Hmm. So, and I think there's an Aldi's by you, man. Uh, there is not, an Aldi's it, by me. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's right next to the Dollar General, I think. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so go pick up a bag of those if you like peanut butter cups or if Sarah likes peanut butter cups. They're hands down the best peanut butter cups you can buy commercially. Like if you went to like a a, a chocolatier or a, a, I don't know what you would even call them, like a place that does those like the chocolates and the things. Like, of course, yeah. those are probably going to be better. But you're not buying a, a big bag of those to put in your thing. And uh, one of my buddies also loves peanut butter like I do. And I was telling him when I bought this, I was looking them up online. And people online were being like, okay, I will eat a whole bag of these. Well, I bought a bag for me and a bag for him. And we looked at the back and the serving size is like we the amount of calories you consume eating a full bag in one sitting is like ungodly. And I'm like, oh, sure. I, like uh, you know. I would be sick like a quarter of the way through eating a bag. So I can't believe people will just down the, I mean, I guess I can believe it, but you've like, seen people. I mean, I've seen people. I've uh, been oh out my God. in the world. Um, so, it's, yeah, but, I saw uh, somebody Aldi peanut butter cups. Ugh. They're in a little bag, like a resealable bag. And okay. the good thing about the Aldi's versus the Trader Joe's is the Trader Joe's have that black plastic cup wrapper thing on them, but they don't have the foil on them. But the Aldi's ones don't have anything on them. You can just scoop them out of the bag and eat them. So oh, it's nice. like less, less waste. So that's yep. good. Well, reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's it for the cigars because you're yeah, done, I'm I assuming. So I'm done. Yeah. I just, I just put it out because I was, I tried to get a, a bit more off of it, but the last, you know, like tiny little bit was getting a little sour. So yep. not overly so, but as they tend to do when you try and suck them down to the, the fingernail. It happens that way. Yes. Well, thanks for listening. Be safe. Have fun. Thank you.